This week on Erotic Awakening, Dungeon Musically, ABQ, and KK isn't KK. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. When you support the Erotic Awakening via Patreon, you're not only helping to support the educational mission of our, or our community, but you also receive ad-free early access to podcasts, free ebooks, exclusive chats, and other contents. Thank you to all of our supporters, including our newest one as of today, Victoria. Welcome, Victoria. Hopefully, you'll see your Discord name turn purple. Awesome, awesome. That's something special for our patrons that they know what that means. On the Discord channel, yes. So, hi, Dan. Hi, Dawn. How are you this fine day? I'm actually doing pretty good. I am doing pretty good. I don't know if you noticed I took a nap. I didn't notice. You know what? I think I did notice. You laid down and then I went grocery shopping. And then I got up. <laughs> and then while you were grocery shopping, I took a second nap. Did you really? <laughs> I'm just telling you, the whole time zone thing is being a little bit of a challenge for me. But it could be the time zone change that's causing so much energy loss. It could be we had the sex last night in the high altitude. We did. So maybe that's what it was. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> uh, we'll talk more about the high altitude at some point. But first on, as you, you know, you and I have talked so many times about the time that we were in the dungeon, speaking of the sex, and we were playing and Always on My Mind by Willie Nelson We talk came on. about this a lot. So we, we can be in workshops and, and we're like, yeah, and the music. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Because no. <laughs> we do talk about we, Willie Nelson. We do Nelson. talk about that. And then we're like, Wait, and ask us you. why we talk about Willie Nelson. Because it is a thing. <laughs> Fortunately for us tonight on the podcast, we have Metro, we have Master Retro Bella on the show. And Master Retro Bella, first, thanks for being on the show. But my understanding is you actually have a class called Dungeon Musically. Is that to just, do you like stand in front of 30 people, say, don't play Willie Nelson, and then walk off? Or is there more to it than that? Hi, hello. The class is called Dungeon Musicality, but it's okay. It's your first time. I won't hold it against you. <laughs> so, <laughs> so basically what we talk about is, yes, on one hand, I do say, please don't play Willie Nelson and know the audience of the folks that you're playing with. Because, you know, Willie Nelson could be triggering to the wrong people. So, you know, I probably wouldn't suggest playing that. But really what we talk about is how music can be used as a layer to your sensory play. So that's oh, basically okay. what we talk about. Okay. And then like, you know, I, I talk about how it can be used as a, like it could be used in like, if you want to control how your bottom is feeling or not feeling, or if you want to, for example, ramp up an anxiety moment, or you want to slow down and perhaps distort time, there, there's a way that you can do this using what we call music auditory distortions. So this is more about developing music for a scene rather than uh, a dungeon is what I'm hearing. Well, this would be like if you were going to set up a scene in a mm -hmm. dungeon. And then I do talk about how is a way that you can improve, especially if you play at a smaller dungeon and not necessarily a, a high profile, big one in a big city. This would be more geared towards those folks who have like smaller dungeons that are in somebody's garage or somebody's backyard. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's like a boom box. And so we talk about what's the right verbiage if you want to speak to somebody on how you can take over 
the, the, the speaker system. If that's not a possibility that we talk about uh, earbud, uh, earbuds versus full on headphones and why, how that could be good or bad, depending on the scene that you're having. Oh yeah. We've you, done that trick before. We have so many comments <laughs> and questions just on what you've said so far, but let me start off by on the big dungeon, right? This is the, the massive 200 person play space. Right. We have heard um, people play. Obviously there's a lot of, of uh, down tempo, techno that's very common mm -hmm. house music there's a lot of yeah. house music but sometimes uh in some areas speed metal is the the jam in some right. areas it is more there's there's actually just kind of a top 40 sort of vibe to it mm -hmm. in or... one place we went to i feel like you want to tell that <laughs> one Don. well i don't know which one to tell like li literally willie nelson what is an example that we use because we've been to a house party where that was the music um, and then in another dungeon, I'm probably not going to say where it was Casey and the Sunshine Band, right? Or, or putting, or, or just oh, dropping on a Nickelback album and just letting it play. Or the latest one was um, Celebration. They wanted to up the beat in the, the dungeon. Uh -huh. So we walked in one night. It was like really low music and you could hardly hear anything. Right? <laughs> there was no energy. And the next night, I guess I decided to pump the energy and it was celebration. So here's my actual <laughs> question about that, right? Okay. Is any of that the right music to play, the wrong music to play? Or is it just bad for us? Or is it? <laughs> yeah, I wasn't going to go that deep into it. I wasn't going to make it personal. But would you say if, you know, if, if you were asked, say, is that bad music to play? Um, well, I think like when we're we're talking about a for, pay for play, like in a LA or a New York or Atlanta type of setting, I think for the loud amount, the large amount of people, I think it's the best that they can do to try to be accommodating to, mm -hmm. to everybody. So I wouldn't necessarily say that it's bad. I say perhaps it could maybe not get your, because, um, you know, it takes a lot of like imagination. Because you know you're creating audio imagery, right? Mm -hmm. So in those particular cases, especially in a lot of those individual rooms, you can't really turn off the music. Then that's when I would bring out either the earbuds or the over-the-ears uh, headphones so, for, so, for that. So let's talk about that some. And there's absolutely situations where, and and the speed metal is a great example of the space overall. Everybody was digging it. I it is mm -hmm. not what I like to play to. Um, so in that situation, how do I, how do we do the earbuds? How do we do headphones? How do we share music between, you know, the two of us and not have the technology of it just get in the way? It's, it's bad if Dan's got earbuds in and he's listening to one thing, but I'm hearing the dungeon music. Right. That is just, right. I, well, it can be kind of cool because you never know when the strikes are coming. Right. Cause I don't know what he's beating right. to. Well, I think, um. <laughs> And this is one thing that we've, uh, when I say we, I should say that um, I wasn't the only one that created this class. This was actually a joint venture between my myself and my slave boy, Drake. And when we were form, like getting this class together, um, we had realized that um, a lot of people take 
tremendous care to take care of all of the implements in their bag of destruction but mm -hmm. you know they really don't pay attention to the music or what their intended bottom is going to listen to so i actually um i actually have curated lists of music and i listen to them and in a way i've memorized a lot of them and so basically before a scene i will pick i will pick a playlist now like i've already heard it like over and over again because I am mapping out the scene of where the high parts, the low parts, where the where the the resting parts, where that's going to happen. So I personally don't really need to listen to it. Um, so that's that's what works for me. Mm -hmm. So in those instances, I would put over the ear headphones on him to to play with him. I um I try not to suggest earbuds for bottoms because you know one good slap in the face and there goes flying an there earbud in, in the pitch dark. How are you going to find it? Right. So that so if there is a need for somebody to have to wear an earbud, I would probably suggest the top to do that um, as opposed to the bottom. That's that's good advice. Yeah, <laughs> I can see it now. Slap, I mean, for sure. I mean, and, and I say these things because <laughs> I say these things because they have happened to us. And I'm sorry, but it breaks the momentum up because you do. You have a bit of a momentum, and you've got, you know, you've got a scene happening, and when it breaks, and you're having to put everything down and like you know look for mm -hmm. things like that on the floor, it just breaks up. Sure. It breaks up the magic. And and they're expensive. So so it can be, yeah. So setting up music for a scene, I actually haven't heard people ask questions about that in a long time. I can mm -hmm. remember years ago, people would ask, so what do you guys do for a playlist? You know, how do you ramp up? What do you use for your warm up music? What do you use for your ramp up music? Mm -hmm. What do you use for your mind fuck music? You know, right. things, things like that. I don't hear those questions so much anymore. And I know me and Dan don't do that anymore. We go to what station is that that we use so yeah we actually um i have taken a very lazy perspective on this in that there's two internet radio stations both from a, a internet radio <laughs> source called soma fm if i'm feeling like mm -hmm. more of a chill sensual scene i ask it to play lush and if i feel like more of a well the the other music i use is called beat blender that kind of you can <laughs> figure what i'm going up for for that one right um well honestly I mean, to be honest, it's not that sexy to talk about music. It's way yeah. more sexy to learn how to use a flogger correctly or to how to crack a whip or how to use a paddle. Those things, they present well and, they, and they're way more interesting. Uh, and sometimes music is not because it's a lot of jargon, especially if you're not super into this, mm -hmm. um, then it, it can be a, a little boring. But the way I kind of sort of lay it out in my class is... I'll go through, here's how you set up a list. And I always say, okay, so the first song or the first one or two songs, that's that's a song for you because that's a mm. song that should basically not only get you in your right frame of mind, but it also broadcasts to your intended bottom. And by de facto, if you're playing on a loudspeaker, it also announces you to the whole to the whole dungeon space. Mm -hmm. So always uh, sort of, so always do that. Um, and then after that, depending on the scene that you're having, you can sort of start peppering in songs that have um, what is called a shepherd's tone. 
And so a shepherd's tone, this is what I'm talking about when in regards to audio illusions. Uh -huh. um, so a shepherd's tone is a is a is a auditory illusion of an unending tone that continuously ascends or descends in pitch, depending if you're playing it forwards or backwards. So when the pitch is playing forward, that tone induces anxiety and creates a sense of urgency and it lit and it raises the listener's pulse. Hmm. And um, so like, for example, because it, it is Halloween. So for example, uh, think about like your favorite like slasher horror film right and you know that iconic chase music you know depending on your audience that song that sound is either fuck off scary or it's highly anticipatory and it's, mm -hmm. it could be a very sexy feeling for for a person depending on what it is that they're feeling now if you wanted to you could choose a shepherd's tone song where the pitch is descending and so when or, or being played backwards so when you do that the um the tone sounds outer worldly almost alien in nature okay. and this sort of tonal distortion actually can distort reality if you listen to it long enough and um because it causes the person to hyper focus and they lose track of time hmm. so that's a good way to, if you want to sort of push the scene forward without really spending a lot of time so this is how you can make a, a 10 minute scene feel like a 30 minute scene by sort of pushing the you know pushing the story forward without really spending a bunch of time so do you have uh, any um songs do you have any examples oh okay what so, do you like hear for... just so i get an idea of what descending oh, okay, is sure or... um sure okay do you actually want me to play some or do you just want me to tell you some of the oh if you got some lined up that you could play that'd be fun sure let me um while i'm let me see if i can pull something up here all right so this the sound that we're going to hear right now is just the straight up sound of the shepherd's tone okay Okay, so the next clip I'm going to play is here's how to what it sounds like. Well, we've heard this song lots of places. So um, this is the uh, the uh, Halloween sound. On 29. <laughs> <laughs> right. So those are I use examples like that when I'm teaching this class. Actually, this class ends up being a lot more of a multimedia experience uh -huh. um, because I'm showing I'm I'm showing music and I'm showing uh, videos and um, I have audio stuff. So it ends up it ends up changing every time I change it every time I teach it because uh, folks share with me their music and oh, then I okay. take it home and I digest it and then I add it and it's just kind of fun um now, are, so are you saying that you are literally for your scene playing the Halloween tune that we were just listening to I or mean, are you just giving I, us examples of the the shepherd's tone okay well I don't I've never used that in a scene because that music does nothing for for my bottom uh -huh. but I will show you the song that does you know, freak him the geek out. And okay. so, so this is the one that does for him. This is, I've got five, got five on it from the movie Us. Come on. Creep on in, on in, on in.
Yeah, yeah so that, I can see that. that I can see that. Yeah. Yeah, that freaks him out because a lot of folks don't realize is that music, um, it comes with a lot of memory in the brain. So when you play music, you're actually kind of like, I don't want to call it being a lazy dom, but it's another way to oh, sure. pull out more emotion out of your intended bottom because music comes preloaded with memory and, yeah, and, and with, with fear. Yeah. This is something we need to remember, Dan, on our sacred sexuality course. We talk mm -hmm. about um, we talk about sound and smell and how to set up a scene using all of the senses. And music could, is definitely part of that. That can make or break a scene. Yeah, that that's absolutely true. Mm -hmm. It does. Um, and so that's just one of the um, auditory illusions that we talk about um we talk about some other ones like um we we talk br briefly about the um the tritone or the uh the devil's tone uh and we talk about what you know what that sounds like and what that's that's done to you know influence how we view music and so that's you know so we just have a good time all right cool um and the funny thing about that is Years ago, I had done this. I have mm -hmm. created playlists. Um, mm -hmm. And it's funny that we don't, we forget about the little things like that. We just hope that the scene, you know, we're, we as, as dominants, right? We, we plan out, here's the toys I'm going to use. Here's the thing I'm going to do. And we just assume that the music is going to work for us. And you're, you're quite right. Um, music can trigger people positively or negatively, right? Um mm -hmm. So that's a that's a great call out. Yeah, it's been it's been pretty fun. And it's been what I really enjoy about teaching this class is, is that folks love to sort of get into a dialogue with you about music because uh, mm -hmm. everybody nobody feels like they don't know music. You know you feel you know what you feel when you hear a sound. And so that's, you know. I love that because people like to communicate with me and talk with me while I'm having a class. And that, that is, always makes it fun for me. And, and maybe that's why I don't like Casey and the Sunshine Band for scene music. Cause I picture that as junior high skate land music. Exactly. That's what I used to skate to. That's it's, <laughs> it's not that it's a bad tune. Right. Right. Now, what do you think about what, what is well, your actually, view? On... It's funny that it's funny that you talk about that because I think it would be hilarious if you were an age player and then you would use that like in a scene to kind of sort of mind fuck somebody. Mm -hmm. I think that'd be great. Especially if you took that song, that song, like a Casey and the sunshine band song, you took that and went and found a, um, a version of a particular song in a minor key, because anytime that you turn a, turn a positive, happy song into a, into a minor key, it makes it sad and moody. Oh. So like I've had yeah. scenes with age players where I've taken like, for example, uh, like a Little Mermaid song and found it in the minor key and it just blew, completely blew their minds. Now, now what do you think about, and, and I'll give you an example. Um, if we think about a Metallica song, like, uh, I think it's called, what's it, what's it called? One? One. I like one. Okay. I think that's what it's called. Yeah. About the guy in this war and all that. War, yeah. What do you think about songs that have lyrics like that, where the lyrics tell a story? Are they going to detract from your scene? Do you avoid those in general? Um, in general, I, 
I only listen to the lyrics just to ensure that there's nothing offensive. Like, I mean, you know, I don't want to offend anybody, especially if I'm playing it out loud. Mm -hmm. um, so I, tr I tried to pay attention in the first listen uh, to see if it's offensive. And then the second listen of a song, I try to see if it's if the lyrics are too distracting. Uh -huh. um, because if it's too distracting, then I try not to use that song because then I'll just start you know, singing along or my mind will right. just attach to the song and not pay attention to, you know, the fun, super happy, fun stuff that I'm doing. What was the, where, where did all this start? Did it start because you have a, a high, obviously you have a lot of education, but a lot of interest in music to start with, or was it more of a, I walked into the dungeon one day and they were playing whatever they were playing and you realized I can't play to this or I don't want to play to this. Um, well, okay. So the way it started is, is that uh, my slave is actually a, um, he's a pianist. Mm -hmm. And so he, he came in with a lot of like the technical ability and, and I am a meliophile, which translates to a musical enthusiast and collector. Okay. So, you know, him with this practical ability and me with my general love and my ADHD brain that just loves to hyper-focus on things, we, you know, that was a, a very, very happy union together. So, um, cool. so basically how this class came together was, you know, in the before times, uh, when my boy and I would frequent our local dungeon, um, folks would come up to us afterwards and they would ask us, you know, like how, um, how do we recreate sort of this lushness, this, this lushness, this energy exchange that is happening between the both of you? How do we recreate that? And well, we were at first we were like, well, we're not really doing anything different than anybody else and so we had to kind of sit there and sort of pick apart what it is that we do and we realized well what is what we're doing is we're it's this music we're using music because none of our scenes are happenstance it's mm -hmm. all heavily planned and plotted out okay. so we realized that we were using music as sort of scene plot points and mapping okay. it out in that way and, and people were connecting to that. And, you know, I like to have fun, especially if I know like at our local dungeon, I am allowed to play over the loudspeaker. So I, I get, I like having fun sort of mixing up, like, for example, the music, how you were mentioning earlier in our conversation, but like, maybe I'll throw in some Tori Amos or mm -hmm. I'll throw in some Artie Shaw or I'll throw something in and, and folks would be like, okay, all right. I don't know why this year, but I get it. This, right. this vibes. Okay. I got this. Like, this is great. So that's just kind of how we got into that. I mean, and the very first time we taught this, oh, I think it was a disaster, but you know, being that we just had our pandemic COVID times, it gave us time to kind of sit and sort of marinate and change mm -hmm. this class into something that we're both happy with. Oh, that, that's fantastic. See, I know see, that. See, Dan, I'm picturing something. Remember the the mixed mixed tapes that you used to make uh -huh. the playlist that he used to make. He would it'd be a beautiful song, a beautiful song, a beautiful song. Dun dun dun! Not the comfy chair. He'd throw Monty Python in the middle of it. <laughs> that is me, isn't it? That is yes. you, very much. <laughs> so I'm gonna end this interview in a different way than I've ever ended every other interview that we have done in the 13 years of this podcast. I'm going to ask you, I'm going to recommend to you a piece of music that I think you should check out. 
And I'd like you to recommend a piece of music to us. And then Dawn's going to recommend a piece of music as I well. Am? Yeah. I can't think on the spot like that. That's why I let you go last. Oh. So I'm going to recommend that you check out an album called The Passion of the Christ by Peter Gabriel. It is not okay, passion. It's, this it's got nothing to do with the Mel Gibson movie. Um, okay. And it, the movie actually, and, and for the bad, the, has nothing to do with it at all. The music itself, I find haunting. I find there's wonderful warm up music in there. Uh, and I find it to be very impactful. But I'm a big Peter Gabriel nut anyway. So it's interesting that it, the way it impacts me obviously may impact you completely different. All right. I so like what would that. you recommend for me? Oh, wow. Um, so many. Um, you know what? And I'm going to recommend this because I think it's important that people sort of div diversify their, their playlists. Absolutely. But, um, you know, because I am also a POC person, um, so I will always put push out POC person people out first. So I'm going to suggest um, you can go to YouTube right now and look up a band called Clipping. And the title of the of the video is uh, Visions of Bodies Being Burned. Um, I play that during my classes. I know it sounds really creepy, but um, this is a band called Clipping and they're super deep into a genre called horrorcore, which is, um, yep. which it's like, okay. Um, but I, I, I love how the genre is changing and because it has black roots and they're taking it back. And I'm so excited and happy about that. So um, if you, when you get a moment, look up clipping, they, they do great, great things. I use that one. Um, I use that one in my class. I love that one. Um, also in case anybody was wondering what my intro song is, it's, um, from the soundtrack Bioshock and it's uh, Artie Shaw's Nightmare. So if anybody <laughs> wants to know what my essence of being is, go and listen to Artie Shaw's Nightmare. And Dawn, then you I, hear I, I that? that I, I, Dawn, I know you don't know Artie Shaw's Nightmare or Bioshock, but just think um, Fallout. Okay. And you'll be in oh, that. Oh same my gosh. I, I love the okay. backstory. The backstory about Nightmare is so fantastic because um back in the days when big band uh big bands when they would play, their very first song that they would play would be the song that defi defines who the band is. Like uh -huh. this is our calling card, this is who we are. And it's usually it's those their most slamming, most you know, hard hitting song, right? Because they want to show off. Well, anytime that Artie Shaw would perform, this would be his opening song and it would freak everybody out because it does it's very sort of you feel that something is going to happen. Like it feels like almost sort of Masonic in nature you feel like something something is going to happen and mm -hmm. that's why i love it very cool don nice, do you have a nice. recommendation for us see and i can't think while there's talking and and i'm realizing <laughs> that i don't know a lot of music but the one that popped into my head feels like i'm cheating um Feel free it's, to cheat. it's art of noise oh absolutely so oh nice um, <laughs> um dan the story that we tell is is that we've used what is what is a song Moments in love. Moments in love. So we use that one for aftercare because mm -hmm. Dan is always excited after we play and I always want to cuddle. So that song, you know, it just has the tone in it. It's very soft. It's very soothing. And it's 10 minutes long, which means I get 10 minutes of cuddles <laughs> and he only has nice. to sit for 10 minutes before he can jump up and go, 
go do stuff. So you can um, see that's perfect. That's perfect though, because you're using music as a pacing mechanism. So you yes. know you're going to get ten minutes of your intended thing. So true. And then the other things that popped into my head, funny enough, are the stuff that I remember from when you and I started dating. Okay. So it's uh, tubular bells, Mike mm-hmm. Mike Oldfield with tubular bells. It's mm-hmm. um, Children of Sanchez. The Children that- of Sanchez. Chuck and Joni. So it was stuff like that, that we used to listen to that's in my head of how you would work that in as a build up uh-huh. or a, 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 uh, a smooth ending. Oh. To, to... For the, for those that are familiar with the uh, children of Sanchez, the Chuck Mangione jam, think about an impact scene for that. Yeah. You know, okay. See, I was trying we're to just going to make this a four hour podcast. Beating, but... you're, you're ahead yeah. of the point because there is. You know, it's so no, easy I to talk this. about. Yeah. I love but, this. And this is this is why I love teaching this class because it, it makes wh- whether like you just said, uh, Don, that oh, I don't know music. Well, you do know music. You know what what speaks to you. Right. And so I love that it makes people talk. So uh speaking of talking, uh, we're gonna stop talking about music now because we do have to talk <laughs> about other things. For example, Don. In um, a very short time, you and I will be at the Kinky Carnival, which is one of the KK stands for Kinky Carnival, not Kinky College. Which we just did a couple of weeks ago. (laughs) But apparently that's going to be at the Apex in Phoenix on Saturday, November 12th. Yes. So the Kink Carnival at Apex, uh, Saturday, November 12th, like you just said, from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. This is vendors, 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 vendors. So we'll be there vending our books, our Kickstarter cards. I've got um, a friend from back home shipping me some hooded blankets that I made during COVID and had just started vending before everything shut down. So I'll have some of those with us as well. And um, I might have some surprise stuff from someone else that's local. So I but, like to pull in stuff from other people as well. And would I have known about that if I was a getting my information via the Erotic Awakening newsletter? You would. So keep up with all of our events, book news and discounts and more via the Erotic Awakening newsletter. But even more important than that, when you sign up for the Erotic Awakening newsletter, you get your EA shout out. Like, like James from the USA. And Chaz <laughs> from Tennessee. Awesome. So head over to eroticawakening.com and subscribe today. We did just recently get back from the Kinky College in the Chicago and what a fantastic time we had there. That, that was like going home. I miss our events in Columbus, but Chicago is very close to that. We know so many people and got to have a great time with a Johnny Jackhammer and a couple of other people. I don't have permission to say their names. Exactly. But, you know, we we uh, we had a really good time checking in with people. Absolutely. Uh, Master Retro Bella, uh, I, obviously, I don't need exact locations, but whereabouts in the United States are you? Assuming you're in the United States at all. You could be in Canada. I I am in the United States. I'm actually in Central California. So you probably have some fairly reasonable amount of scening going on in... in... Um, Me personally, am I scening a lot? (laughs) Um... Well, I assume there's a big scene around where if you're around like the the San Francisco or the Los Angeles, I don't know what Central California equates to. Um, Well, 
we're actually about um i want to say we're about 90 minutes from north hollywood so uh, but you know where i am in bakersfield we're in central california we actually have a pretty big community so like we do Super. have uh, yeah we do have a um some uh, someone's home is turned into a um into a play space and that is you know that survived covid and it's still there so yay um but yeah no it's definitely a much closer drive to los angeles than it is to uh like san like okay. san francisco are, yeah are you by chance familiar with idlewild in california uh, yes you are are you close mm -hmm. to it no oh, okay. <laughs> no uh no uh, we're not close right. i'm not we're not close but it's not that bad of a drive our um, rv so. journey has us in idlewild california in the distant future oh so, that's actually it's not bad they have a really nice so. um they have a really nice camping situation there for Good. like kinky kinky lgbtq people once a well, year so that's nice us. we'll have to check that yeah. out uh, Dawn, I noticed that you did get at least um, one tentacle, but I don't care about that <laughs> you because Trevor sent me pizza on boobs, which is really the greatest thing to have. The second greatest thing to have on boobs is pizza because I love pizza. What's but the then Minotaurus, well, the, the pizza on boobs was really fantastic. But then Minotaurus kind of got the, the double, triple decker of tentacles and food. <laughs> tentacles and food in a raspberry pie with an octopi crust i assume that that is a bread crust or a dough crust it is in a the dough shape crust. of an octopi <laughs> not an actual octopi exactly well i love that it's called an octopi so it's a pie. octopi it's an octopi <laughs> see i missed that the first time around Yes. So, and then um, I didn't get it until I was typing it out. <laughs> so, um, Traver loves both of us. So he sent you <laughs> pizza on boobs, but he sent me it's it was a human being fucked by a tentacle alien. So, so if you're not aware of this, I, I'm into the tentacle sex, and people send me tentacle oddities all the time. So this one kind of looks like um, it, it, it's. I, a human fucked by a tentacle. I, I'm not really describing it. It literally looks like a human body. It's not a yeah. cartoon. Yeah. It's not a. It's not an anime. It's not anything like that. So, and it's probably it wouldn't be CGI, would it? It's some I, sort of something know. like it that. It was. It was. You know, normally if it's the if it's the anime, if it's the magma magna, it's like oh that's cool. This was uh -huh. real enough looking that I was like, this is a little uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> the alien for me. there with the tentacles and yes so it was not a real octopus those don't turn me on so much i like the the aliens and the fantasy part of it so yeah so thank oh. you Trevor. <laughs> um have you ever seen a horror film called the untamed no see I'm well so out of touch <laughs> if you are a lover of um uh sex with tentacles um yes. you will know if you are in or out in the first 10 minutes of that movie and it's called um, untamed i'm going it's called it. the the it's called the untamed it's untamed. from 2016 it is a um it is a uh it's a mexican film but it is subtitled in english and um you will get what you like in the first <laughs> by the first 10 minutes okay and All it's right. an excellent film it's an I excellent find out where that's make been. a note watch the untamed so she's going to pop in, isn't she? I've saved your notes. She saved yeah, our notes. She saved our awesome. notes. All right. <laughs> yeah, cool. it's either going to be available on Amazon Prime or Shutter. 
which is okay. a, a a horror cha- a horror channel. Yeah, we we will have to uh, connect you with a yeah. our friend. I was going to say our, our our friend in Indiana. He's, he's all singing. about the horror stuff. Yeah, he's a he's hardcore about. He always tells about the horror stuff. Once like, I learn people's nice. names, I forget their scene names, I know, it's so, so I can't think of his scene name. So big stud daddy. No, or is that somebody else? Uh, that that might be somebody else, but it's something like that. She's Wiener Queen, so that one's easy to remember. <laughs> Let's move on. Uh, how you got to top that? Um, other than that, Don, the um, you and I just attended the uh, Day of the Dead Festival. Speaking of horror films, we and- did because we're in Albuquerque right now. So, and this is Halloween, so it's all about the the Dia de Muerte. Oh, well done. Dead. Did I do that right? I don't know, but I'm. I <laughs> Who am I to argue with that? Uh, and you might even see pictures of that if you follow us on the Instagram. So see the picture of the day. We are on Instagram as Erotic Awakening. Take a moment to support the podcast. Read us on Apple Podcasts. Give you play Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Or just tell your friends. Feel free to reach out to us. We love interacting with you. Contact us with questions, podcast comments, or just to say hi. Our translation software hates it when we talk fast like this. <laughs> you can find us at Dan and Dawn on the Twitter or FetLife. We are Erotic Awakening on Instagram. Use the links from Erotic Awakening website, Facebook, and Discord. Or just email us at Dan and Dawn at eroticawakening.com. Bye, Dawn. Bye, Dan. Bye, Master Retrobella. <laughs> Bye. Bye.